What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. This Haber Middle Middlecoff segment is brought to you by upstart.com slash ham and mybookie.ag promo code ham1 and ease and easewellness.com promo code ham. He is back, Middlecoff. He is back. Jack Del Rio is going to be Ron Rivera's defensive coordinator in Washington. That's a lot of like guys, guys. I've been talking is, about that, a couple that is, football guys getting yep. screamed at. That's. That is, they're going to fucking shake some heads there, right? We, we, I think Jack, you, you and me, we were hard on him, like a lot of people were. His time in Oakland has aged pretty fucking well, has it not? But, you know, I was thinking about this today. We were also pretty good to him. When they, when they were, like, uh, when you get Haberman and Middlecoff, you get people that are good to you when you're good and criticize you when you're bad. It's really a simple formula. And I think even when he was bad, we said he didn't bring a lot to the table. Just a grown man, uh, just a, at worst an average coach, which is something they died for at that period of time. And a guy that just made some fucking people uncomfortable. And I think Ron Rivera is a higher level version of that. That you would say, you know what? what the Washington Redskins have been a place where people have got a little too comfortable. It's going to get uncomfortable there immediately. Ron's not messing around. I mean, we've got Jack. Now... The question is, was not going to be like their defense and toughness with Ron, right? When he's his good teams in Carolina, because I was I was thinking back. Silver wrote this article about Rivera, and Rivera said, you know, one of the most touching calls I got was the day after or last week or sometime when he had been fired from Belichick, who just called him. And I was thinking, if Belichick didn't respect this guy, no chance he calls him. I don't think he's just doing him a solid to call him. I bet Bill, who've probably played him a couple times over the years when Ron was there, went, that guy's team was fucking tough. Hell, I mean, if we look back, maybe he beat him with Cam. Who knows? But I bet Bill left and, like, I respect that guy. And I think Ron, and same for Jack, like, they are old school, tough MFers. I don't know why I just edited myself, but. Yeah, because you've been doing terrestrial radio for three days. I would say the one thing that they're going to have to adapt to a little bit is I, I think Jack 
maybe not Ron as much, but can live a little in the past with the style of defenses and the style of players. Look who they were. Both of those guys are 6'3", 6'4", middle linebacker types. You know, it's like you you need more of the Greenlaw types in 2020, which I don't know how they would think anything other. Moving, You just turn on tape around the league. It's clear what's playing and what's not. But that would be my only red flag. Are these guys open-minded enough? Because I don't know if you saw that Dan Snyder relieved every single human of his duties in that organization. I did see that. So, Bruce Allen, the decade gone. You would say that Jack is going to have, if that's his first hire, him, Ron's going to, those guys are going to be on the same page of what they're looking for, right? Right. Like Jack's going to have some pull in that, with that draft and the players that they keep. It's interesting too, man. There's just, it's the number of young quarter, first round quarterbacks who are, cha- who are having their cha- their coach change on them in a short amount of time. Happened with Darnold. It's happening with Baker. It's happening with Haskins. Um, somebody else. I guess it happened with Rosen, but that doesn't really count because he changed teams. Um, there was one other guy. Anyway, but like that whole dynamic is just well, – kind of, Oh, Dax, the Giants. Dax, hap- Dax, and Dax, relatively young. He's but changed, I'm talking yeah. – Yeah, that's You're true talking too. like first or second year. Yeah, but and, and Daniel Jones is the other one now. It is kind of normal though. Like it happened with Elway, happened with Peyton. You know, I think it just happens with young quarterbacks because usually – I think if we did a quote-unquote study, that's what analytic guys always like. We did a study. No, John, we not analytic a, guys. Computer oh, guys. Computer, computer guys. I think if we did a study, most young quarterbacks are just bad when they're young. So what happens when you're bad when you're young? You're going to lose a lot of games. What does losing a lot of games mean? The coach usually gets fired. It's just kind of a natural progression. Mm-hmm. It's like, why did Jason Garrett survive Dak's first four years? Well, they were winning some games. It, it was like not really quick. Dak came in and boom, they started winning. Right? It was... I think when you look around the the players or the coaches that kind of survive with a young guy, they usually hit the ground running. Like, oh, Pagano and Luck. It was like, woof, <laughs> shot off like a rocket ship. So, yeah, it's a, that is a good point. I, is Dwayne Haskins going to be good? I have a hard time seeing it. And this is actually maybe where Ron Rivera – Harbaugh was like this too, but he was an offensive guy, but he thought, thought like a Rivera-Harbaugh. I think Ron goes, yeah, I'll fucking figure out a way to win with this guy. Or if not, we'll just get rid of him in a couple of years. We'll just prove that he's not good enough and we'll get rid of him. That's but a good I, point, yeah. I don't think Ron looks at Dwayne ha- I don't think he looks at anything like he was scared. It's actually a, a good quality to have. I think Jack, on a, on a version of that, had that when he came to the Raiders. Like, we'll fucking figure it out. Well, I don't most people... I mean, when you're like, why would this guy take that job? Like, why would he... Because he thinks he can win. Like, why would Clay want to keep subjecting himself to this hassle at USC? Well, because it pays well. But he thinks he can win. He's a top twenty-five team. He's been to the well, Rose Bowl. See, I, I wouldn't compare Clay to these guys. No, like, I'm I think not comparing Ron Clay to that guy. I'm saying every guy yeah, from the outside. It's so easy. Like, why would he do that? Well, because he thinks he can win. Well, what? What gives him the right? Because he believes in himself. That's why. <laughs> but I would say, like with Ron, who probably could have picked a couple different jobs, he generally, like, to his core, believes it. Like, I'm going to win. I yeah. win with defense. Right? I'm going to win. So, like, to I your think, point. Yeah, like when we'll get to Robert Sala or Greg Roman or Matt LaFleur last year, did he truly deep down, like, can I do this? Like, he has to have that thought. I don't think that thought crosses Ron's mind. No, it doesn't. You're right. I think Ron comes, and we know it doesn't cross Jack's mind either. They're coming in, double shotguns loaded. It might be a little, not false like bravado or confidence, but maybe just a little overconfident. I think they're coming in overconfident, though. Which in, 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 you in might argue way. you have to be overconfident to win in some of these places. Yeah, you just come in, guns blazing, let it rip. 
I if if Ron Rivera can make the playoffs multiple times in the next half decade, it's an incredible accomplishment in that franchise, right? Yeah. Uh, by the way, how about uh, Paul De Podesta trying to pull the Howie Roseman, John? I did not. I true. If you would ask me, is Paul De Podesta still in the Browns building? I I would have said I I don't know. Wouldn't but the answer the is ma- yes because John the- now he wants John Dorsey out. Wouldn't you say though the major difference when Howie came back? He had a fifteen years of negotiating contracts, doing trades, doing shit. Paul D. Podesta is known to me for two moves, and the number one move is saying going on record Carson Wentz would not be a top twenty quarterback, not like a top five quarterback, or we didn't think he was going to be a future Hall of Famer, a top twenty quarterback. That's one of the dumbest comments that's ever ever been said publicly by a guy that let's face it probably should never be an NFL general manager. The other non-comment but move that he made was trading out for Deshaun Watson when they traded remember they were pick 10 the Texans came up and took Deshaun Watson. It sure looks like he's going to be the general manager again which is just nuts, but it's clearly where it's headed. John Even Dorsey, though you have a desperate need for a quarterback, you have to resist the temptation of taking the guy because you have a need if you don't believe he's one of those 20 guys at the end. I think it's the hardest part, maintaining your discipline because you have the need. That's what we did this year. So not only is he not top 20 quarterback, but let's give ourselves some credit here for maintaining discipline. It all comes down to the individual evaluation, and we will not always be right on those types of things. Did he, would, would, am I missing the quote where he says we don't think he's going to be top twenty? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, I said it. you have to resist the temptation of taking the guy because you have a need if you don't believe he's one of those twenty guys at the end of the day. I mean, jeez, Louise, John Dorsey now guy fired by the Chiefs when they were winning, then fired by the Browns after two years of just doing some crazy shit. Does he like his run of being a general manager is over? It's his, I mean, he had two pretty good, you were the general manager for Andy Reid with Patrick Mahomes and you got fired. Then you get the Browns job, which not great, but you get the job after you go 0-16, you get the number one pick in a quarterback draft and you got all these assets because of Sashi and you're out a year later. That GM job was way better than the head coaching job a year ago, right? Or the year that they took Baker. With all the picks, oh, the quarterbacks. Yeah. But it like also, that, you, you got to have a lot of talks with Browns ownership. But I'm just them. saying from just a football perspective, having the number one pick in a draft sure. with four or five quarterbacks, you have all these picks. Remember, they didn't just take Baker. They took Denzel Ward a couple picks later. Like, he he kind of swung and missed. On, like, if, imagine if he just would have gone, like, Baker or Sam and, like, McGlinchey. Like, not even outthought the room, right? Just got a couple solids. And he's like, oh, you know, we're in pretty good shape. Took a midget corner. It's questionably not that good. It's tough when you get two really high picks. It's like well, the Raiders with Cleveland Farrell, the Niners with Solomon Thomas. It's just hard to shake that. Yeah. That's just that's an opportunity missed. Doug Marone's back. I guess NBC Diana swung and a miss on that one. Yeah, ESPN Diana now. 100% was going to be – or no, she said he's fired, and then the cons came out and said 100% not true. And that's another one where it's like, oh, Dave Caldwell's – Still the GM, and they're just not going to fill Tom Coughlin's position. Is there a chance that Tom Coughlin really was that big of a metal or slash yeah. and, you know, problem for them? I guess they have to save money on that position because they just had to pay out like a million and a half dollars in back-ordered fines. But 
Yeah, there is a chance of that, John. Like, uh, he 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 loved. Well, who who was the person that pounded the table for Leonard Fournette? Was Tom. it Dave Caldwell or? Don't don't you think it's difficult in Tom's position, having been a head coach, having so much juice, and then being in this position where you can't actually influence players? Like when you're a general manager, it truly is like an executive position. You're not. You're not incomplete. You're just making moves that impact other people. But he wasn't supposed to be the general manager. No, he was above the guy, though. So, yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, I totally agree with you. But I'm just saying, do you blame, a like you like to say, like, do you, what do you say? Like, you blame a tiger for attacking a mongoose or whatever? I mean, do you, do you, do you blame a fat guy because he eats an extra piece of pizza? Do you blame Tom Coughlin because he micromanages football operations if you put him in charge of football operations? No, it, it, it that was on the cons who admitted their mistake by relieving those duties. It just got more out of control than he, like Bruce Allen got to the point where it's Trent Williams saying that he's withholding money and faking injuries, and other guys are saying this other stuff. Oh, that's it right, was like, they fired the trainer too, the head trainer, the, like seventeen years. The Redskins did, yeah. Yeah, it's a disaster. So maybe they get him back. Um, one other piece of new, the uh, so Dylan Moses, great linebacker, right? Like if he was healthy from Alabama, how high do you think he would have been drafted? Is he? A- I'll be honest, I hadn't like quote unquote studied him, but he was one of those guys that was just openly talked about by people in the business, like a top ten pick. I think he tore his ACL in spring practice, or maybe it was maybe it was fall camp. But yeah, it was like. Uh, Trying to think like a Devin White, you know, a, a guy that was just going to be the number one linebacker in the class. So he comes back, and then Alabama's official Twitter account on the 31st tweets out this little uh, sequence of dominoes falling. And when you, it took me, I couldn't figure it out. I had to text uh, our friend Michael Sachs, who's an Alabama guy. I'm like, what is, I don't understand this. What's going on? He's like, well, because he's deep in the Alabama message boards. He's like, well, if you look at the dominoes, it goes one to three, one to three, 13 for Tua. And so people are saying that the next domino is going to be that Tua is going to announce that he's not going in the NFL draft uh, and then he's coming back to school. And then there was like some other part of it. Too, are, they like, the, are they the heavy favorites if he returns and he can play? Yeah. And then I guess I, I, what Sack said is that some Nick's other like fans I'm back, motherfuckers. were saying that there's also the number six and the number 11, which means Devontae Smith and Henry Ruggs are both coming back. So it's deep in the domino Illuminati. For Alabama, but you're right. I mean, if they come back with him, it is a guy, collision it, it, course with Clemson. Well, guy, if Tua comes back and rugs and who, who was the other guy you said? Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith's going to come back. as If they get both those two guys out and they I only think those, lose Waddle and Judy. Judy. So, yeah, I, I mean, Alabama's feeling themselves right now. They think it's a chance, and I don't blame them because if they come back, it's a national championship or at least right there for it. I think just Tua, looking at Tua – if you're Tua and you go, you know I'm not going to be able to get checked off by the time the combine comes around, and I'm going to fall to between 20 and 30. You could look at it two ways. One, I'm going to get drafted by a good team, right? In theory, I guess team bad teams trade up too, so it's not you, you never know, right? But maybe I end up in the Patriots. Maybe I could easily end up on the on a playoff team like a like a Mahomes, Deshaun Watson did a couple years ago. But the counter to that is I lose a lot of money, right? There's a big difference between being a top two or three pick, which I think he would then. I more than likely I think Burroughs become just the lock number one overall pick. I don't see how Tua, if he was just purely healthy, and he had just finished out the season throwing touchdowns, and let's say they beat Auburn, they'd been in the national championship. 
or not that maybe not won the game, but like lost to LSU again, that he's a lock to go number two. Like I don't think there's any way that Herbert goes above him if he's just fully healthy throwing touchdowns. Right. And that's you know that's thirty plus million dollars. Yeah. So last year one, two, and three were thirty million dollars. Twenty twenty one and twenty two was eleven million dollars. Eleven and a half. Eleven and change. So it's a twenty million dollar difference basically between. Well, well, top I've never three been, and I've never been in the position where like I third. had potentially missing of twenty million dollars. I don't know how I'd look. Maybe you just strictly think about the money. Maybe you're not thinking. I don't know if at 21, 22 years old, you're worried en- enough about, like, let's break down the rosters, the organizational flowcharts of all the t- I don't even think you're thinking Go like there that. and win. and Because here's the thing, John. You go there and win, that means in four or five years, you make your money back, right? If you go there. Like, if I go to New England, at tw- they trade up and get me, or maybe they don't have to trade up, and I'm at 22, it's like, yeah, I'm down $20 million to start, but I got a better chance to succeed, and I'll make my money back. Because I'm such a good player, but it's going to take you four years to get that next contract. You, but it's going to take you four years. You're saying, oh, to make your money. Yeah, if you're saying, well, I'll make more money in the future because I just got a better start to my career. It's like, yeah, but that you're still four years out where you're twenty million down. Because I think like Andrew Luck would tell you, if you're good, you get drafted one or Cam, you get drafted one or two, and then four years later, you get another huge contract. So, so you get that hundred million after you already got that twenty or thirty million. You're at one hundred and thirty million. Where you can get that hundred million in four, but you only got the eleven. That's an extra million. So again, you're going to be super rich no matter what. I think you look at it. You just want to be a super high pick. Yeah. That's how you're looking at it. If you're Tua, I, my gut knows. I know nothing beside the domino thing, which I didn't even realize was that. But he did mention something. I think at like the Heisman Trophy ceremony or with an Alabama reporter like a month ago. That it was, it's on, like, everything's on the table. I kind of hope he returns. I do too. Uh, Then you'd have him, Trevor Lawrence. Top of the draft next year would be great. Panay Sewell. Yeah, Panay Sewell. uh, Justin Fields. Is he? Yeah, he's pretty good. I mean, I'm sure Ohio State has some guys. Yeah, there'd be some players. There'd be some players. There's a dude at Penn State, number 11, that's going to be a super high pick. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.